Hi, and welcome to the new Feminine Revolution podcast. This is a space for women who want to live with deep self-love, personal responsibility, and purpose. I am your host, Carolina Zuleta, and I'm an expert in helping women create extraordinary lives. I'm excited to have you join us. Hi, and welcome to episode four of the new Feminine Revolution podcast. As always, I'm so happy to be with all of you here, and I'm so grateful that you're listening. Today's lesson is for all of us. I'm going to share one of the other big life lessons that transformed my life in so many ways. It's a lesson that I continue to work on because it's one of those that the more you pay attention, the more you see how it's affecting your life, and the more you see the potential you have of being more, more of whatever you want. So today, the lesson is for everyone, but especially for those of you who have big dreams, who have big goals in life, for those of you who want to live with inner peace and that deep joy, for those of you who want to have really awesome connections with the people around you and feel true intimacy with them. So if you're any of those people that I've just named, I recommend that you pay close attention to this one. And here's where I'm going to start. Some years ago, I came to the realization that most of the suffering in my life has come from my own creation. That's not to say that everything has worked out. Of course, not everything in my life has gone the way I wanted it to, and that creates some suffering. I've lost people that I care about. I've lost other things that matter to me. But they, but those things were very small compared to the majority of my suffering that has come from thoughts. That's it. Thoughts. Be thoughts that I repeated so much that they became beliefs. Because beliefs are just that. Thoughts that we repeat over and over and over again until we start believing they are true. Some of those thoughts for me weren't, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't lovable, um, I should be ashamed of myself, I should hide. They had nothing to do with reality. They were just things that were going in my mind. And the thing was that I wasn't aware they were happening. So they were controlling my life because they were just unconscious patterns that kept repeating and repeating themselves without me being conscious of them. So... That is the first thing that I invite you to reflect on, is that to realize that even if you had loss, the majority of all of our suffering comes from our mind. And that that suffering is not real. That the thoughts we have, they happened, but they're not us. Because I believe I'm not good enough doesn't mean that I am not good enough. Because I believe that I am not lovable doesn't mean that I'm not lovable. These thoughts are separate from us. And the true essence of who we are is that we are lovable and that we are worthy and that we are amazing human beings. So here's how I learned about it. When I started training as a coach, we had this lesson about what in my training they called the saboteur. And the saboteur was that voice or that part of our mind that sabotaged what we wanted. It was that part of ourselves that says, oh, you can't do that. 
What are other people going to think? You will fail. You're not good enough. You're not worthy of that. That is what are, they called our saboteur. After my initial coach training, I've researched more of this and it has so many th different other names. Our inner critic, the judge, our ego, and simply the voice. And so that was the first lesson, like, oh, wow, I have a part in my mind that criticizes me, that judges me, and that it's so strong and loud sometimes that holds me back from achieving what I want. Okay, got it. And the second part I learned was, oh, wait a minute, this is just a part of me. It's not me. I can actually disassociate from my inner critic. I can see it as a thought pattern in my mind, as a part of me that is separate from me. I can push it to the side. I can manage it because it's not me. It's just this little perky voice that is a know-it-all, that thinks it's always right by criticizing me and judging me, but it's not me and I can separate from it. Wow. And then the third part I learned about this is that I don't have to believe it, that yes, it will be there, that yes, it will criticize me, that yes, it will judge me, but I don't have to believe that, that it's not true, that the only truth is the knowing that who I am is this loving essence who is worthy of love and belonging, that's it. So. You might be thinking like, okay, wait, like, okay, I get it. There's that part of me that criticizes me because we all have it. But why? Why do we have a part of ourselves that just wants to hurt us? Well, the movie uh, Inside Out from Pixar, I think it does a beautiful way of explaining how our mind gets created, our system of beliefs. If you haven't seen it, I strongly recommend it. So Inside Out is the movie about this little girl since the moment she's born. And it's shown from what's going on inside her brain. At the beginning of a movie, we just see blank. And as this little baby wakes up in life and starts crying and feeling hungry and feeling pain and feeling, you know, uh, cold, She starts creating memories. And in the movie, they show them as these little balls that just start being produced by her brain. And we start creating memories from all these experiences. And from those experiences, we start creating our belief system. Some people call it our matrix. Our matrix is all of our beliefs, our thoughts, our neural pathways that we have been practicing since the moment we were born. And as little kids, we didn't understand the world fully as we do as grown-ups. So we have a lot of misunderstandings. Even if we had the best parents, we all have, we suffered moments in which we all thought, oh, I'm not lovable, or oh, I'm not worthy, or I'm not capable. And because we were so little, we weren't able to differentiate that as simply thoughts. And they became our unconscious beliefs. They're just like the software that is running us. And it's just executing. The brain is thinking, thinking, thinking as the heart is beating, beating, beating. It's what it does. And most of these thoughts 
are unconscious, and because they are unconscious, they manage us. These beliefs determine how we see ourselves, how we interact with others, how we interact with the world. They call them implicit memories because they are memories that don't have conscious awareness. And they're influencing us in the way we behave, the way we show up in the world, the way we relate to others. They are influencing everything. And the tricky thing is that they're not true. They're just things we adopted since we were very, very young. And these beliefs have rules that tell us you should behave this way, you shouldn't speak this loud, you shouldn't be this funny, you should keep to yourself, or you should be scared of people, or you should be scared of the world. They tell us how we should operate in our life. So if you think about it, it's kind of like you have a computer and you put a software and that software tells the computer how to work. Those beliefs that we inherited when we were very, very young tell us how to show up as grown-ups. Some of those beliefs are great. You know, they're not all bad. They're all, because if they were all bad, we wouldn't be functioning. You probably wouldn't be listening to this. But there are some of them that are just mistaken. And we have mistaken beliefs about ourselves, about the world, about others, about what we expect from others and what we expect from the world and what we expect from us. And like I mentioned, some of those mistaken beliefs say are things like, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy, I'm not capable, people are out to get me. One of the ones I realized that I've had is, if I don't do it, anyone else will. So I'm alone and on my own, and therefore I don't ask for help as much. So what is the problem with these mistaken beliefs? Well, is that because they're an automatic pilot, they're just happening They're stopping us from having conscious, critical thinking. And they are becoming our self-fulfilling prophecies. So if I believe I'm unworthy, I will behave in ways that will prove to me that I am unworthy. And that will ultimately limit our potential and our ability to experience full joy in our lives. So, The first thing we need to do, like I said, my first lesson was to identify them. To become aware that we have these thought patterns that are holding us back. So how do they show up? Well, if we're making excuses, no, I can't do this because I'm too old, or I've never been athletic, or because I'm this nationality, or because I'm a woman, or because I'm a man. Anything that is making an excuse is telling us that there's a mistaken belief. When we get defensive, when we ha feel like we need to protect, that, that is probably something that is a mistaken belief and we can look at it. When we do overgeneralizations, like life always is hard. Um, I'm never invited to this type of events. People never think about me. Those overgeneralizations usually point that there's a mistaken belief. These thoughts that only come in, in thoughts, a big way that I started identifying it is because I felt either one of two ways. One, I felt physically small. When the inner critic was overtaking me, I, and even today, when it overtakes me, I feel like I want to crawl in bed, like I'm physically very small and I need to hide. Or other times, I feel like I'm young and I don't know. It's like this cloud in my head, like, I don't know what I want for my life. 
I don't know what decision to make here. I don't know what I should do or not do or say or not say. That typically means our inner critic is in charge. We feel like we start getting addicted to certain moods like, oh, I'm just like so tired all the time or I, I don't have any energy. Those things can also point that we're having the, the saboteur, the inner critic taking over us. So the first step is to, be, to pay attention. Wait a minute. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling incapable. I'm feeling unlovable. What am I thinking? What am I telling myself right now? That's the first step. The second step is to realize that it's just a thought, that it's separate from you, that it's not your truth. It may feel like your truth because it's happening in your head, but it's not. So then you can separate. So some of the tools I used to separate is I hear the thought saying, oh, you're not lovable. And then I'm like, okay, thank you for sharing, but I don't want to hear that right now. Let me find a way that I can feel loved. So I challenge the thought. Sometimes I just be funny. I'm like, okay, dude, like, let's say I'm creating something and it's like, oh, it's never going to work out. You're writing this article. It's not good enough. You can't write. What are other people going to think? Right. It happens sometimes like that. And I just say, okay, I call it dude. Okay, dude, like go to the kitchen, eat something, leave me alone. And in my mind, I imagine this part of my brain just like going out of my body and leaving. I know it sounds crazy, but it works. Sometimes I just stop and say, okay, if you are telling me all these things, it's because maybe there's something you want for me. What is it that you want? So it can be like, oh, I want that you not expose yourself because maybe other people will criticize you and I don't want you to be hurt. Or I don't want to be vulnerable with this person because they might hurt you. Usually it's, for me, usually like that inner critic is trying to protect me from being hurt. So I kind of like become aware of that and say, okay, you know what? Thank you, but now I'm a grown up and I can deal with it and I... If I get hurt, I can figure it out, but I still want to do this. One of the most powerful tools that I've learned to defend against my inner critic is to actually defend and be very firm with it and be like, shut up, shut up, stop, stop, stop. And you can even curse at it if you feel like it. But to get very firm and strong and say to this part of you, no, no more, you're not going to take over me. You're not going to tell me if I'm capable or not. I am going to do this regardless of what you say. I know it sounds insane because it's like a conversation we're having in our head, but it actually works. And by the way, all of us have the inner critic and all of us have the ability to manage it. This has come very close to me to empowering another part of myself that is loving and kind so what I've learned is to quiet that inner critic and empower my kind voice. So, and this is something I teach all of my clients. I'm talking about myself because it's easier, but really this is what I do with my clients. I teach them how to quiet down their saboteurs and empower their loving voices so they can move ahead and they are not getting stuck in self-fulfilling prophecies. So how does the loving voice sound like? It sounds like, hey, it's okay, you can do it. 
just take the first step. Don't worry right now about what others are going to think. Connect to your heart and do it. Or, okay, maybe other people won't like it, but you know what? You like it, and that's good enough. And you know what? Even if you get hurt, I'm here with you. And you have other people that are here with you, and they'll take care of you. And you get to be courageous this time. I believe in you. I love you. Or even say, oh, Karu, I know you're sad. It's okay. It's okay to feel sad. This loving voice is something that we can train and it can be with us all the time and I'll probably continue to speak about it because I think it's so powerful. But I want to bring it up today as the contrast to that inner critic. So when I look back at my life, I realize that most of my suffering, I it was self-inflicted. It came from those thoughts that told me I couldn't do it. When I realized the things that I haven't done yet is because in some shape or form, I still have that voice saying me that I'm not capable. And those things that I thought I wasn't capable, but I did, is because I was I learned how to quiet that inner critic. A great example is that I have never thought of myself as athletic. I wasn't the girl in school that loved PE or that loved running or doing it. You know, I actually was scared of balls and and like I hated running or doing any type of exercise except dancing. I, I danced and I loved it. I wasn't the best at it, but I was pretty good and I enjoyed it a lot. I never correlated that with being athletic. But then when I turned 25, I decided that I wanted to start running. And the first time I went for a run, after two minutes of jogging, I was out of breath and I thought I was going to die. And in my mind, I had that voice that, who do you think you are? You're not a runner. You, that's not who you are. You are fat. You're out of shape. You'll never be able to get in shape. You, you're not like your brothers who have been so athletic. Like, this is not for you. And so many times I believed those thoughts and I would stop. But because I had this lesson now, I was like, no, I'm not going to pay attention to those thoughts. You know what? Go away. Let me try it. And I've kept training slowly and slowly and slowly until today. I'm so proud to say that I've run a couple of marathons, of half marathons, not marathons yet. That's my next step of half marathons and that I continue to empower myself to be athletic. So here's a reflection I want you to think about. All of the things we say about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves are just thoughts thoughts that we've repeated over and over again. And we have the ability to choose those thoughts. We have the ability to choose what we believe. So why not choose to believe that we are amazing human beings who are worthy of love and connection, who are capable of doing whatever we set our minds to do? How about if you start choosing that today? My challenge for you is that in the next week, you practice paying attention to when that inner critic voice comes and start trying to push it away so you can connect to your true essence and go for what you want. I would love to hear from you. What would be possible in your life if you could manage those thoughts that tell you you're not worthy, you're not capable, you're not lovable? What would how would your life transform? What would be what would you create 
if you could control that inner critic and it would, wouldn't stop you anymore. Email me at info at carolinazuleta.com. I would be very happy to hear from you. And by the way, I'm having great conversations with those of you who email me. Also remember that I'm on a mission to transform the lives of a million women. So if you like today's lesson, please share it with your mom, your sisters, your friends, your coworkers, any other woman you think could benefit from hearing this information. I'm sending you all my love and stay tuned for more life lessons next Monday. Bye. Bye.